0: Welcome to the F4 Podcast, where faith, family, fun, and finance intersect for a purposeful life. I'm Travis, and with my wife, Rebecca, we are here to guide you on a journey towards financial peace and success. Join us as we explore the realms of personal finance, from saving and budgeting to investing and retirement planning. But we don't stop there. We'll also delve into the deeper meaning behind it all. How aligning our faith and finances can make a lasting impact on the kingdom of God. Get ready to transform your mindset, take control of your money, and become a catalyst for change. Let's dive in. Welcome back to the F4 Podcast. On today's episode, we're going to be discussing money mind hacks. I like to think of these as like ninja tricks that I use. To uh, trick myself into better managing my money and making better decisions, wiser decisions on trick, a train. Sure, uh, train. Yeah, that's ninja training, right? Yeah. Not trick. So, but I like to sometimes use these as quirky little fun things to train my brain to think about money in a healthy manner. First off, let's just jump right into one. The first one is kind of like a ninja (laughs) or something of that nature. Practicing self-discipline. If I want to buy something that is a luxury good or not a necessity, maybe it's a convenience item like a soda or a candy bar or something like that. I can tell myself, no, I'm just practicing self-discipline, developing myself. And so I can tell myself no and train myself. Do you have to live a little sometimes? Absolutely. Enjoy life. But do that on a plan don't be tempted by everything you walk
1: past. Yeah. You want to make those decisions intentionally.
0: Right. And not just, oh, I'm going to buy that because it's right here next to the register and I see it and it looks good. Yeah. And so in those cases, I will tell myself, no, I'm practicing self-discipline and I'm not giving in to just everything I walk by. And then that long-term makes me feel happier because I have a bunch of small successes. Self-discipline in one area of your life bleeds over into other areas. So it's good to practice self-discipline in all areas of your life, not just in your purchasing. Practicing it in things like controlling what you eat or how you spend your time or things like that can contribute to being able to be self-disciplined when it comes to impulse purchases. Yeah. Do you have uh, one you'd like to share?
1: Oh, yeah. Free is a win. Basically, for me, learning to enjoy free entertainment and hobbies, whatever you put there, definitely helps because the value of money goes way up when free things are just as good.
0: Yeah. And you should celebrate those wins. Be excited mentally about, hey, I got something cool for free or I did something for free, like I went to the park and played instead of yeah. paid 20 bucks to go bowling. Like it costs time. money
1: to buy tennis rackets, but if you're going to go play every week, that money is spread so much.
0: Now, if you have a ton of money and you're able to budget well and and say, I can afford those things, then great. Yeah. But for people that can't, this is a good strategy is celebrate the free things, learn to enjoy the free things. Yeah. yeah. Another one I like to do is... Kind of to pretend like everyone's trying to trick me to get my money. And this one, like if I go to the store and I'm walking past all the things they're trying to tempt me to impulse buy, I'll be like, not today, you know. This is your
1: ninja movie. Is that what you're saying? What? This is like when you debut in your ninja movie.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Avoiding the bad guys. And and they're trying to sneak up on me and trick me. Um, But yeah, so I'll pretend like they're trying to trick me. You know, obviously, they're just offering a service in reality. And I'm... Choosing to forego that service Um, But pretending like they're trying to trick me into taking my money or getting my money Helps me turn it down a lot of those impulse buys that I might otherwise be willing to purchase if I wasn't paying attention, but that's my my fun thing I like to be walking past those things and be like not today So that helps me. What do you have
1: if it's not in the budget? It's not a priority which means if I realize it should be a priority, I might have to amend my budget Yes. and look at that before purchasing.
0: Yes. Um, and so, yeah, if, if it was a priority, we would have put it in the budget Yep. and made sure we had enough money for it. But since we didn't, it probably isn't. And probably in general, you shouldn't amend the budget, but maybe amend next month's budget. Yeah. Um don't just willy-nilly change this once no, on the fly I, but
1: if you actually decide with you and your family group that it is a priority then maybe you then did. it's fine but you don't do that on a whim right you make a note you go home and you think through it yes
0: and so kind of on that same note of if it's not in the budget it's not a priority let's go ahead and skip down to do i really even want it and ways to figure that out is it should i prioritize this thing And um, how do you keep from just getting something that you don't actually really want?
1: Yeah. So for me, I try to factor in some kind of time delay. I know we've talked about that. Well, before that, even I'll look it over and see if there's anything wrong with it or something that. Isn't exactly what I need.
0: So yeah, first of all, you slow down. Yeah, and analyze the situation. Mm-hmm. And and so then you're trying to avoid impulse purchasing. Yeah, and so yeah, slow down. Look for defects. If it's if it seems like a great deal, maybe there's a reason that it's so cheap.
1: Yeah, uh, or just do I need this? Do I need another one? Whatever it is. Right.
0: Explain what you mean by time delay.
1: Oh uh, yeah, for time delays. I will tell myself if it's meant to be, it will still be here when I come back. And then I will set like a designated amount of days or a week before I come and check again.
0: Yes. And so that also gives you time to slow down, do the research, see if that item's cheaper somewhere else, maybe. Yeah. But also, You know, if you let a day or two pass, a lot of things that you thought you wanted, you'll realize you didn't actually want as bad as you really. You just forget
1: about them half the time.
0: In the moment. Or you forget. Yeah. But you also in the moment when you're standing there with that thing in front of you, you forget about the priorities that you do want.
1: Yeah. You really do feel like you need it.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. And since we all have, for most part, limited money that we can spread across all of the things that we have to buy, giving yourself that time delay, you know, if it's an inexpensive thing, maybe you wait a day. If it's a multi-thousand dollar thing, you know, maybe you wait a week or a month and pray about it and say, you know, is this really something I need before you make that kind of decision that's going to take up a huge chunk of your resources.
1: And the more you practice that and self-discipline, the less time you have to allocate to that kind of stuff because you know... Because it's like muscle memory, essentially, or those neurological pathways.
0: And along that same lines is you need to evaluate, is the thing I'm about to purchase worth the maintenance cost? What do I mean by that? Is it worth the future costs that are going to be incurred by owning this? Or the future time commitment that I'm going to have to put in to owning this? Yeah. Am I willing to spend that future effort? If the answer is no, then I probably shouldn't buy it in the first place. Um, For example, a dog is a good example. A dog is going to have a lot of maintenance costs. You're going to have vet bills. It's going to take a lot of your time to care for it and nurture it and give it the attention it deserves. It's also going to take a lot of money to feed it care for it and so forth. And you need to really think about that on the front end before you just dive headfirst into getting a quote-unquote free dog. Yeah. Um, Because there are a lot of expenses, and maybe you're willing and maybe you're not. You need to evaluate your financial position and see if that's really something you can do or not. Along that same line is a different question I ask myself, a different mind hack, I guess, so to speak, is, is this thing I'm about, I convert it to time. So if it costs uh, $20, and say I make $10 an hour, is it worth two hours of my time that I'm going to have to work in order to earn that thing that I want to buy? Yeah. Because that's literally, you're trading two hours of your life for purchasing that thing. Is it really worth mm-hmm. that much? And a lot of times when I look at it with that perspective, that I'm trading hours of my life- yep. For owning or enjoying this thing sometimes the answer is no
1: yeah especially if you're thinking of like items versus experiences because items don't always have opportunity or er, maintenance cost but they still have maintenance like you have to clean your house and all the stuff that ends up in it or you have to deal with it overwhelming you
0: that's kind of something that blows my mind is like a lot of people work for minimum wage, which I think right now is something around $11.
1: In Arkansas.
0: An hour. And then you get taxed on that. So you're only taking home maybe $8 an hour. Oh. Right? And so that's what I would use is that your after-tax take-home mm-hmm. amount. So then how many hours of your life? But here's the deal. How many people making minimum wage with this $8 an hour thing buy $8 coffee? Oh, yeah. That coffee costs you one hour of your life.
1: At a job you might not enjoy.
0: If you make minimum wage, an $8 coffee is literally costing you an hour of your life.
1: Even it's, if it's a $5 coffee, that's half an hour. Like Now,
0: I know there's people out there right now going,
1: worth it! Well, and sometimes it is.
0: And maybe it is. But the average 25 to 35-year-old recent study shows they spend two thousand dollars a year on average on coffee
1: yeah that's a good chunk of money to go to a decent reliable car
0: right yeah and that's the average so you know people like me who are spending practically zero dollars on coffee is offset by people that are spending four grand a year are
1: you still in that age group barely i'm about to age out i think (laughs) yeah
0: but yeah so man i did the math it's only like six bucks a day yeah. If you if you spend 6 bucks a day on coffee, you're probably spending about $2,000 a year.
1: When you just think of everything else you buy regularly, yeah, and add it all together to really decide how much you're wasting.
0: And to bring this full circle, that's another Sorry. mind hack that I have is annualize the expense. If it's something that you do regularly like buying coffee or eating out, or going bowling, Mm -hmm. or whatever it is. If it's something you do at least once a week, maybe even once a month, then figure out what that costs you per year. Yeah. So again, if you're doing $8 coffee seven days a week, that's 50 bucks a week over that, Mm -hmm. Um, then times 52. Yeah. And now you're at a lot of money. Yep. And then you can ask yourself, is it really worth that much per year for me to have this over the course of the yeah. year? And if the answer is no, then you need to start evaluating what are some other alternatives that I could do in place of that that are cheaper and still obtain hopefully similar results. Yep. So you could make coffee at home that is still tasty for a fraction of the price that you could buy it. At a coffee
1: shop. Oh yeah, I think that. There's lots of options. Thing you listened to said like forty cents on average for even a deep, like a good fancy coffee at home.
0: Right. So there's lots of options. I'm sure we'll get
1: a lot of backlash for how much we've talked about coffee. Sorry, Um, I also buy coffee. We've had this conversation in another podcast, possibly. Yeah. (laughs) We'll move uh, on. But we're mindful
0: of how much and how often. Yes. And so but annualizing the expense is a huge way to see what is this costing me? For for me, probably it's energy drinks sometimes. I don't do coffee, but I might do an energy drink. Which just apples to apples, energy drink is for me, I buy a one dollar energy drink. Yeah. So compare that to a six dollar coffee, I'm still coming out way ahead. Yeah. But annualize if I had one a day, that's three hundred sixty-five dollars a year. Is it worth it to me? To me? No, I don't have one a day to offset that. Yeah. is how I mitigate. He
1: drinks those. gross at-home coffee some of the other days. Yeah,
0: or other alternatives because I don't want to be spending $365 a year on energy drinks. Um, and for most people that drink energy drinks, some, some people drink two a day and they're not drinking a dollar when they're drinking a $3 one or more. And so now you're in the same boat as the coffee drinker spending six bucks a day on a drink. Yeah. To me, not worth it. Um, So I try to evaluate that and move on. All right. Another thing to consider is opportunity cost, which we've kind of hit on this in other ways. But what else could I do with that money instead of this thing? So, for example, I do this a lot when I'm thinking about eating out. Um, I could go to XYZ restaurant and spend 20 bucks on a meal or I could eat. Taco Bell, which I do enjoy yeah. for five times for 20 bucks Yeah, um, because I get water for my drink and I buy a burrito, which I upgrade with steak, and then it ends up being less than uh, yeah. four or five dollars. So I could eat there several times or I could go out to fancy XYZ place and have a meal there. Sometimes I choose the fancy, yeah. but I always am intentional in thinking, what are the opportunity costs? Um, What about you? What do you do opportunity cost-wise to help you?
1: Yeah. I tend to keep a list, prioritized list of things I want to spend my money on. And it's not everything I've thought of. I try to Narrow it down to what's more important, and then that helps me when I'm in the store and I see something I feel like I need. I think back to my list, or I'll pull that up on my phone and realize that it's not worth it right now because I'm saving for this other thing.
0: Um, one of Dave Ramsey's biggest quotes that he's most famous for probably is, "If you live like no one else today, then you can live like no one else in the future." Yeah. Meaning, if you are aggressive towards saving money today in the future you're going to have so much money because of compound interest and the value of investing and so forth that in the future you can live like no one else is able to live
1: is it okay if i like take a side side note tangent real quick Mm -hmm. on that same uh thing when we say be aggressive about your spending or savings Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean you have to do it like us because maybe your priorities are different. Sure. And you have retirement plans and stuff a different way. And you don't want to rush there like we are. And that is totally fine. The reason that we that he he said that and that we talk about these things so much is to help people realize they are allowed to think about what's best for them and not let the people around them influence their decisions. Mm-hmm. Like your neighbors or your extended family.
0: Friends, yeah. I think also no one really wants to work until they die. Yeah. And just because they have to. It's different to work things you want to do, but most people don't want to work an eight to five until they die. Yeah. And there's going to come a point health wise where you probably can't work eight to five until you die, even if you want to. Yeah. Because you just can't keep up. And so we all have to retire quote unquote in some way, shape or form. But Becca's right in the sense that we want to retire early early and be able to do whatever we want, whatever God leads us to do, sooner rather than later. For you, maybe you want to retire when you're 65 or 72 or whatever the case may be. And that's okay. You don't have to save as aggressively as we do if that's the case because you have a much longer time span to save than we do.
1: If you decide that 5 or $6 coffee is worth it every day and you've really thought it out, that's totally fine, and we will not judge you. Yeah. But don't do it just because everyone else
0: does As long it. as you're not starving your kids to make that happen. Well,
1: yes, um, we'll judge you then.
0: Because, I, you know, you do see that where people are addicted to cigarettes or coffee or whatever it is. They buy so much of it that it detriments them in other aspects of their life.
1: Definitely living in Arkansas we see a lot of that.
0: Sure and so and you know I worked in a grocery store for years and so I definitely saw some situations like that.
1: Not to knock addiction it's a difficult thing.
0: Right and so if that's where you're at you know you need to seek help and and try to put your family first and put yourself first.
1: Yeah your health is important.
0: Your health is important and you enjoyment is important and usually those things are not bringing you the joy that you think they are get help for that if you need it one of the other mind hacks that i have is asking myself will it benefit me long term
1: yeah that's good
0: if i'm looking at an impulse buy or whatever i can quickly say no generally this is not going to benefit me long term and so i'm not going to buy it for me the long-term benefit that i want to achieve is being able to choose when where And why I work. Yeah. I don't want to have to just work every day because I have to make ends meet. I want to get to a place where I get to choose what customers I take. I get to choose which people I want to help. Yeah. I get to choose whether or not I work today or not. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I've put myself in a position where I've saved enough money that I can do whatever I want. Yeah. That's what my long-term goal is. And so...
1: What we want is not exactly our long-term goal, but what God wants. Yes. Yeah.
0: But also by saving money and putting ourselves in a good financial situation and using godly wisdom allows us then to have the freedom and the free time and the resources to better help when God asks.
1: And with less stress. And also he lets us do what we want sometimes too. <laughs> sure.
0: Yeah. And so asking yourself, does, um, does it help I mean, long-term is a good way to address that.
1: That's good. Over to
0: you. So another one is ignorance is bliss. What that means is not knowing creates happiness. Yes. In other words. And so if you, part of the reason we feel so unfulfilled sometimes is because we're watching commercials day in, day out, telling us you need this stuff to be happy.
1: You can't miss something if you didn't know it existed.
0: Exactly. If you're in a position where you need to limit your spending for whatever reason, whether it's because you don't have enough money or you're trying to make ends meet, or maybe it's just because you're trying to prioritize other things and meet other goals, then avoid places where you know you're likely to spend money. Don't go to the fancy restaurant. Don't go to the shopping place with the expensive stuff that you've always wanted.
1: Don't go shopping when you're hungry. I'm sure you've heard that.
0: Yeah, like if you go shopping when you're hungry for groceries, you're going to buy everything and all the snack food and all the junk food because you're like, oh, this sounds great right now. Mm -hmm. But if you go when you're full, you don't buy as much.
1: You buy what you want and what you needed.
0: Sometimes it's better to just remain ignorant of what is out there. Don't be shopping on your phone. Don't be going um, To places where you know, you'll spend money if you're trying not to spend money Uh, Another thing is being grateful practicing gratitude.
1: It's kind of like the opposite side, huh?
0: Yeah um, What do you mean by that
1: the other side of the coin? So like ignorance is bliss is I don't know I can't miss it whereas practicing gratitude and contentment is looking at what I do have. What
0: I already have. Yes. Yes. That's very true. It is the flip side of that coin. So being gracious for what you have and being content with what you do have, acknowledging the things that God's blessed you with, all of those things help maintain awareness of how blessed we really are. And it's hard to be, it's hard to be needy when you're being grateful
1: Yeah, because you're not thinking of yourself.
0: Because you're thinking about how awesome is it that God's blessed me with these things rather than thinking about, oh, I need all this other stuff. Yeah. Another um, thing that helps me is telling myself that um, all that I have is because of God, and so it's effectively all God's. And so I want to use it in a way that brings glory to Him and not just consume all of my resources on my own happiness.
1: Yes. Yeah, you say often that... The Bible doesn't talk about God wanting us to be happy. Yes. That's not a goal of his. I'm sure he would love it because he loves us. But his goal is for us to have a relationship with him. And relationships are not always happy. There's moments of different things.
0: Yeah. God doesn't call us to happiness. He calls us to holiness. Yep. And so we need to make sure that our possessions are not possessing us. Yeah. That we're the ones in control. And so I know you mentioned just being mindful of the things that we own and making sure that we're maintaining a healthy level of control over our possessions instead of them controlling our time and our money and so forth. Do you have anything else you'd like to add to that?
1: Like practicing mindfulness in general, as far as being in the moment, Mm -hmm. because that will strengthen the muscle, essentially the ability of your brain to Pay attention to all these little details we're talking about. And
0: by being in the moment, you're less likely to be thinking about all the things you need to buy in the future. Yeah. You're more interested in what's going on right now. And and it's easy if you're not careful to maybe I'll use board games, for example, because I own a lot. I could be playing one while thinking about buying a different one. If I'm not careful, I don't enjoy the one that I actually do have mm-hmm. because I'm too obsessed with buying something new and experiencing novelty or whatever the case may yeah. be. And there's a healthy balance there. But it's good to tell yourself, I have enough. I don't need more of this. Yeah. It's okay to want more, and it's okay to want nice things. Yeah. And it's okay to have nice things. But there needs to be balance, and it's also okay to tell yourself no sometimes and have self-discipline and enjoy the things that you do already have and put off getting new things for a while. Yep. Awesome. Um, why don't you talk about the next one then on the list?
1: Okay. Oh, yeah. So I, if I'll limit the time I spend shopping.
0: So how do you do that?
1: So I have time limits on my phone for all of the apps that involve shopping or spending money and that way when it tells me I've hit my limit I have to think through am I spending too much time on this am I spending too much more money than I want to it reminds me to be mindful yes mindful and intentional and that's
0: a standard feature for iphones i don't know about android but you can go in the settings and set you know lock me out of this app after 30 minutes a day or whatever the case may be which can be useful for anybody for social media or whatever you can google how to use that so we're not going to go in the details what else do you do or do you recommend
1: oh so if you're hungry while shopping it's a good example or any other reason you might want to limit the amount of time you're in a store is just set a timer on your phone. And when that goes off, check, have I gotten what I needed? And is there a lot of stuff in my cart that I didn't want?
0: Sure, that's a good idea. So let's transition from there into um, some things that we do when grocery shopping or shopping in stores to make sure that we don't spend money we weren't planning on spending.
1: Yeah, definitely. Grocery pickup has been awesome for that. So, back
0: to what we said earlier, number one way to go is just don't go there. And yeah. so, you can order your groceries online or you can have things delivered to your house through Amazon or whatever. Again, don't buy things you didn't already need. That's a, a you know, a temptation. If you're not careful, you might buy things that you weren't planning on buying even shopping online.
1: Yeah. But it's a lot easier to avoid impulse buys when you're not bombarded by the whole store.
0: Yes, cuz the store is laid out to does in a way to entice you to buy things that you weren't planning on buying
1: yes it's marketing we went to business school they taught us these secrets yes
0: (laughs) they're very strategic about what items they place next to each other and what items they place by the counter as you're walking out to entice you to purchase those things nothing wrong with that they're just trying to be helpful to you yeah but at the same time to
1: be aware of
0: Yes. At the same time, you don't want to be manipulated into buying something you weren't planning on buying or didn't actually need.
1: Okay. Next mind hack is if it's not on the list, don't buy it. Um, so make a list ahead of time.
0: So I do this one a lot. I make a list and if I'm walking through and I see something else I need, I will tell myself it's not on the list. Yeah. And I may make a reminder to my phone that I'm going to get this later and I'll do the time delay thing that we talked about. And maybe next time I come, I will get it. But if it wasn't on the list for that day, I'm not getting it that day. Yeah. Um, So make a list, stick to it. If I see something that's on sale, on sale does not necessarily mean that I need it. And so I evaluate very carefully. Do I even really need this thing? Is it something I'm gonna use? If it is something that is significantly on sale, and I normally already buy this thing, yeah. then maybe I do get it. And if I can afford to, I will buy extra of it because now I'm saving money by getting it on sale and not having to buy it for the next month or two. Yeah. But that's okay. again, that's only if you can really afford to do that because you have enough money in your budget to make that work. But sometimes, you know, if it truly is significantly on sale and it is something I'm going to use, then it is worth stocking up. Yeah. But most of the time, just because it's on sale doesn't mean you need to buy it.
1: Good. That's good. Um, Another one is be intentional about who you shop with. Um, If you have friends that tend to encourage you to spend more than you want, you don't have to go shopping with them. And that is okay if you have different understanding and different priorities No, it's good.
0: Yeah, if you have different priorities than your friends, maybe find someone else to shop with or go shop by yourself um, and find fun things to do with those friends that don't involve spending money so that you can still enjoy their friendship but not be enticed to spend on things that didn't fit your priorities. Yes. Yeah, I think that's a great idea.
1: And that's not to say like friends who are peer pressuring you in an unhealthy manner. Different advice for that. Sure. These are friends who just have different understandings and different priorities, but they care about you. Right. Yeah.
0: On that same note, be mindful of who you shop with. You also need to be mindful of shopping with kids. Yeah. And sometimes you can't avoid it. If you can avoid shopping with kids, then maybe that's the route you need to go. Yeah. Um, you know what your limits are.
1: You might save money paying for a babysitter, depending on how you're shopping. You just don't, you know, it might be worth it.
0: And maybe you have, um, people that you can take turns watching kids so that the other one can go shop and then you don't have to pay anything for Another thing is don't be afraid to teach your kids about money in general. (laughs) And so kids just like us need to develop discipline and learn that just because we're going to the store does not mean that you get something yeah. every single time. Yeah. That kind of enables or teaches the you're training the kid to expect something every time you go if you get them something every yes. time you go. Go ahead.
1: Um, if if everything or anything we've talked about in this podcast sounds difficult to do and put into practice. It is. Well, it is. But if it does for you specifically, if you're struggling with how am I going to do that, think about your kids and think about how teaching them these priorities at their age can help alleviate and prevent them from dealing with those same struggles and stressors that you or and I have had.
0: Right. Um, We recently heard a minister talk about you're going to choose your pain. It's everything is difficult. Living for God is difficult sometimes. Yep. But not living for God is more difficult. Yes. So which difficulty do you want? Yeah. And the same is true with your finances. Living financially wise is difficult. Yeah. And it takes self-discipline. And it's not
1: always fun.
0: Yes. But living financially unwise creates a whole list of other difficulties that are way worse.
1: And the fun is short-lived.
0: Yes. And so while it may bring you fun in the short term, long term, it's going to bring you a lot of pain because the price to pay is always there. You're just delaying it. Yeah. A good thing to tell your kids is instead of telling your kids, um, we can't afford that or we don't have enough money for that. Yeah. It's better to teach them and encourage them with things like we're prioritizing other things right now. Mm -hmm. Um, We're prioritizing saving money for Christmas, or we're prioritizing paying off our house so that we have a place to live and we can live here debt free. Yep. Or we're prioritizing whatever the case may be, because at the end of the day, the job of the parent is not to raise good kids. It's to raise good adults. And part of the responsibility of the parent is to teach your kids how to use money wisely. Yeah. And I'm not saying don't let kids be kids because kids should still be allowed to have fun and be kids, but you also want to teach them and train them and educate them on yeah. these kind of
1: things. And it's, and we're vague on how to handle that because you know your kids best. Sure. Yeah. So we and can't you know give you specifics. right way. Yeah.
0: But you should be mindful about teaching your kids about the things of God and about how they spend their money about all kinds of Step things, set them up for success. set your kids up for success. Absolutely. Another thing is I recommend avoid bribing kids with monetary rewards, especially when going to the store. Yeah. Um, you can reward them for good behavior, but you can reward them with things that don't cost money, too. You yeah, know, like, back
1: to free is a win.
0: Yes. So reward with them maybe with a trip to the park or when we get home, we'll play a game together or whatever the case may be. There's lots of things you can reward your kids with that your kids will enjoy that do not cost money.
1: Yeah. And oftentimes, words of affirmation and encouragement will reward your kid more than money can. Absolutely. Build and- them up.
0: And I'll be the first to admit, we don't have kids. No, we don't know what it's like. And so these things that I'm telling you, I know they're not easy. I know they're difficult in practice. But just like all the rest of this, if you are diligent and you teach kids about money at a young age like my parents did then now I respect that and I understand and I have good financial principles ingrained in me now and I'm able to manage my own money well because my parents taught me from a young age, no, we don't do that because we prioritize other things or we don't spend money on soda at restaurants because we want to use our money for other stuff like vacation.
1: It's not about perfection. It's about practice. Yes. So, Yeah,
0: and teaching them good practices.
1: Well, And and in yourself, too.
0: Absolutely. Well, that's all for today's episode. I hope you guys have enjoyed it and learned something that's useful for you that you can apply to your life and accomplish your long-term financial goals. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram under Bolton Financial Coaching. And you can find the F4 Podcast on Spotify and Apple iTunes. If you haven't left a review, we'd be grateful for that. And we thank you. Hope you've enjoyed today's episode. And that's all for now. Goodbye. That wraps up another empowering episode of the F4 podcast. Remember, it's not just about the dollars and cents, but about building the kingdom of God in every aspect of your life. We hope you've gained valuable insights on how to navigate the world of personal finance while prioritizing faith, family, and fun. Take what you've learned today and apply it with intentionality. Together, let's sow seeds of financial wisdom and make a difference. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe and share it with others who are seeking financial peace and a higher purpose. Until next time, keep living F4, prioritizing faith, family, fun, and finance.